Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour, everybody. Bob Getty, I'm in the First Bank studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson is back with us. Glad to have Luke back on board. He's at the First Bank studio over in Laurel, and we've got a full show for everybody today. We're about to be joined by former Southern Miss cornerback and defensive uh, player Collins Hess. Patrick McGee on the show today as well. Uh, Brad Smith, also Associate Athletic Director, joining us later. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. We appreciate all their support of our program and the Southern Miss Athletic Program. It is a great place for you to enjoy dinner this weekend and a great place to cater your next event. All right, Luke, good to have you back. Glad to be here, man. Been on the road like seems like this entire month. And uh, when I got back in town, I brought the heat uh, with me, Bob. So I uh, hope <laughs> yeah. you got some air in Hattiesburg. Yeah, no question. All right, our opening guest, Luke, uh, was a defensive back for the Golden Eagles from 1984 to 1985. Collins Hess is no stranger to Golden Eagle football fans. He's here to report on the uh, the uh, North Alabama Alumni Association appearance by new head coach Will Hall. But uh, Collins, first, we're glad to have you on the show, and I have a, I have a question for you that I didn't I didn't plan on asking you. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right, I got contacted last night by an old friend of yours, Lee Ramsey Smith. Ah, uh, Lee, great guy, love yes. him to death. He pointed out to me, and I had seen it, and that when he reminded me, there is a very famous picture hanging in Four Street Bar and Grill of you playing for the Golden Eagles against the Auburn Tigers. And running down the field in this photo is the legendary running back Bo Jackson. And you are bent over in a position where the photo indicates you were about to lay Bo Jackson out flat of his back, pry the football from him, and humiliate the great running back. The question Lee wanted us to ask you so you could tell all Southern Miss fans, is that how that played out? Did you put the great Bo Jackson on his back? <laughs> Angles can be deceptive when you're taking photographs. <laughs> uh, I believe I made the tackle. Even even if I didn't, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm always going to say yes. All right. So you. Uh, so the story is you did. You just gave him a, a lick that he remembered the rest of the day. Is that correct? <laughs> I wish. Uh, it was a fun game. Uh, he was obviously a an amazing running back. Uh, but yes, let's just say pictures can be de- be deceiving. It, it probably looks more menacing than it really was. Well, he looked like he had fear in his eyes. Is that because he was looking at number fifteen coming across the field? Yeah, yes, exactly. I think that's exactly how the story uh, ended up. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Lee wanted me to ask you, and I, and I think this was pretty cool that you you're you're one of triplets. Is that correct? I am, just like Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's how right. We, how we became friends and and uh my brother sean and greg actually they were at the event and we had uh my wife was there leah and wayne and margo stacy busby i'm gonna drop some names as the uh uh the head of our north alabama alumni association she does an amazing job we had about over 80 people there with a packed house so standing room only really 
and uh, everybody was excited to hear what Will was was going to tell us. Well, tell us what you thought. Tell us what you heard and, and what your thoughts are about the new football coach. Well, uh, as Kelly knows, uh, I can be a critic of Southern Miss and coaching hires, and uh, and my philosophy is, is is things are wrong. I think we need to state them. And uh, if we have an opinion, to make things better. You can't make things better without saying what your thoughts are. And, and the number one thing I got out of this was I am in. Will Hall is I, – I, I'm so excited. I'm excited to be excited about football again. Uh, you can tell that he is from a coaching family. He reminds me a little bit of Todd Munkin and the fact that he, he seems to get it. Now, I'm not from a coaching family, but everything he said had depth – he had a plan and a vision for his plan, as he said, with details. Right. What, what was the message he delivered there? Um, you know, the, the exciting thing that that I like to hear from him was he's the first coach, I think, that I've heard after Coach Bauer to actually say that he's going to win hmm. and to get on board now to enjoy the journey because it's more fun getting there. And he said, in two to three years, when we're nine and three and ten and two, and we lose those two games by a few points, you're going to be on board and excited. He talked about winning and that he's going to win. I love that. I mean, it's coaching one on one. You know, when you take and I have my coaching and sports administration degree from Southern Miss, and when you take your O ninety nine or you know one hundred one class in coaching, the first thing they talk about is goals. State your goals, and then state them publicly so you're held accountable. He he's saying this with confidence. And I think that was the best thing about it. You know, the other thing he talked about too was not just winning was, is how he's going to build it. His plan. He had a, he had a pyramid. He, it was funny when he started out because he was saying that, Oh, I have a PowerPoint, uh, but somehow it's not working. And I thought to myself, and everybody kind of chuckled a little bit, but, but I think the, the thought in the process was, is what coach has a PowerPoint? I was like, this is amazing. He's already starting out on the right foot. Right. Uh, he told it, you know, it's kind of speech writing 101. You tell us what you're going to tell us, you tell us, and then you tell us what you told us. And that's exactly what he did. He started out with, um, you know, who he is. He said, I'm going to tell you who I am and the successes I had. And he went through him from being a kid, his dad coaching, being one of the most successful coaches in the state of Mississippi in high school sports. And he talked about his success as a player from being an All-American in junior college to being the Harlan Hill Trophy winner at North Alabama, which is, which is a really good program there. And then his coaching successes. And, you know, he made a really neat comment that he didn't – he made a really neat comment that uh, uh, he wasn't saying it because he's bragging. He was saying it because he was telling us that he's going to be successful and that he has a background. And, and here's who he is. And this is him. And then it, and it kind of morphed into – you know, uh, somebody had a question later into the uh, evening. Uh, what about your connections in Mississippi? Do you think that being a coach and a coach's son helps? And he talked about absolutely that he can make phone calls and talk to coaches in high school and make phone calls and talk to coaches in college. And uh, he can do that in the state of Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. He said he's never really recruited Panhandle and really haven't, hasn't recruited much in Louisiana, Tulane, of course. But uh, he said he's going to get back to recruiting those main states, right, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and the Panhandle of Florida. Uh, but his, his passion was, uh, it was just, he had the whole room just shaking their head, yes. 
every time he'd say something like, that's what we need. That's what I want to hear. Just, just, he's a really good speaker. And I think he could have talked for another hour. Uh, Luke, get in here with Collins Hess. Collins, uh, you live out of state, and there was people there from out of state. What is the reaction, I guess, to uh, – I, I, we've we've talked to Mississippi people on this, but the very fact that he is signing almost exclusive Mississippi talent, that's a good thing. Uh, but kind of out, of out of state, what's the perceptive of all this Mississippi talent that's coming to Hattiesburg? Uh, you know, that's, that's a great question. Uh, one of the things a lot of my friends here say in uh, uh, in Alabama, I think we get more respect from outside the state of Mississippi than we do inside the state of Mississippi. And they love the way he's recruiting. Uh, they love the fact that he's he's keeping it, quote, local, right? As many kids as he can get from the state of Mississippi, as many kids as he can get from Louisiana, from Alabama and the Panhandle of Florida. He has those relationships, so he doesn't have to work as hard, right? He's developed those relationships over the years. His dad's developed those relationships. So he's, he's work, not working harder. He's working smarter. But, uh, and, and I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, per se, but a lot of these guys love his enthusiasm here, and they love the fact that he's signed, is it 21 kids? He said he's, he's got 21 commitments for next year. I don't know if that's yeah. ever happened. I don't know if that's ever happened from any coach, specifically a brand new one. I, mean, I think it's incredible. We only got about a minute left, Collins, and, okay. and just want to right. switch gears real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was two years old when you played Ole Miss for the final time, and that was the last time that Ole Miss had ever played uh, Southern Miss, and we give credit to Ole Miss building a pretty good dodgeball team uh, against Southern Miss over the last several years <laughs> and last several decades. How does it feel to be part of the, the last team that not only played Ole Miss but beat Ole Miss? Uh, it was so long ago. I was telling a friend of mine we are kind of talking football, and I said it's been so long ago, I don't even feel like I, was, I played football just because uh, – you know the game has changed a little bit, but yeah, I I enjoyed it, and and I wish the rivalry rivalry would come back. Uh, and I think college football is going to change in that aspect. Is you're going to see a lot more regional instead of across the country for football games. I think conferences, as, as you guys know, what's happening right now, uh, conferences are going to tighten up a little bit uh, and become more of a regional. And I know people think it may be different, but I think it'll become more regional, especially for Southern Miss and some of the programs here. Uh, the one last thing I want to say about Will. Uh, Hall, real quick, is uh, after he spoke, I went up and introduced myself and talked to him, and I said, hey, I'm really excited that you're our coach. And and I said, uh, I said, I really believe what you're saying. And he said, great. He says, you're supposed to. I said, I said, but for me, most importantly, is I believe that you believe what you're saying. And I think that's going to translate really well to the to the fans, specifically, and most importantly, the players. And uh, he's going to win, and I think he's going to win big, and it's going to be next year. All right, Collins, we really appreciate your input, and uh, thank you very much for sharing uh, sharing that information with us on the Eagle Hour. All right, great talking to you. See you All time. right, Collins has everybody. Patrick McGee, Biloxi Sun Herald, next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back. I want to thank Colin Tess for the first segment of the show and verifying that uh, he is the man that put Bo Jackson flat of his back in that game uh, that Saturday afternoon against the Auburn Tigers. 
I don't really think Luke anybody ever put Bo Jackson completely flat of his back. Is that the, probably a pretty accurate assessment? He sure he sure put some other guys on his his back, and, and I understand the angle. I, I I tried to to tackle Chris Johnson from East Carolina one time, and if somebody would have taken the picture, kind of like what you were talking about with Collins, it looked like I would have laid Johnson out. But because he he ran a four three, when I got to the angle point, he was already past me. So I completely <laughs> understand angles. Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun Herald returns for a second appearance on the Eagle Hour this week, and. Uh, Patrick, we appreciate your time. We we kind of ended our conversation uh, Wednesday, and we don't have to spend you know an undue amount of time on this. But uh, uh, we talked a little bit to you about this uh, this last wave of COVID nineteen with high school football right around the corner. I think nineteen hundred cases reported yesterday by the health department. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, Patrick, of, of where do we stand here now? Two three weeks before the kickoff of high school football, and what would you anticipate seeing? Well, I mean, just to kind of put it in context, we are at a, a serious point. I think there was one day this week, I think it was Tuesday, where just in one day they had the 150 more people were hospitalized with COVID just in a single day. Um, and it's, it's you know, things are kind of headed in a scary direction, and and, and you hope at some point things kind of slow down, but uh, it's we're entering, entering a stage of the year where you know more people are back in the office. You know you'll have more kids in school. People are just going to be around each other much more. So th- that's that, that's kind of the, the big picture of things. But in terms of how it's going to impact high school football, I don't expect any really limitations at all uh, on how things are going to be handled. Uh, just from everything everybody's saying. I mean it's yeah you know. You, when you talk about colleges, you have pretty much everybody saying you're going to be at 100% capacity, which is what I expect. Mm-hmm. And I, I would expect something similar for high schools. But I, I think the challenge is, is you know, how how do these programs and teams adjust as they have outbreaks? Because there are going to be outbreaks. Uh, this uh, Delta variant of COVID-19 is more contagious. I think they say it's two and a half times more contagious, and it impacts younger people uh uh, more than say previous the the original strain of COVID, so it's going to be a challenge, especially on the high school level, where you have lower level of levels of immunity. I mean, they haven't been up vaccinating these kids for much of the year. I know twelve and up, or I think it's twelve and up, are eligible for the vaccine, but a lot of these kids obviously haven't received the vaccine. So right. naturally, it's it's going to it's going to be a, a, an issue. All schools are kind of have to figure out how to manage as it happens. Because right now it's there, there's no real guidelines that have changed. I think we expect everything to be wide open. But I mean, you don't expect like we saw last year, where the governor's imposing crowd restrictions and and sideline restrictions and that sort of thing. No, I don't expect that at all. all right, Luke, Patrick, uh, if you talked about this earlier in the week, just forgive me, and we'll move on. But uh, I saw the article actually came out yesterday from you. Southern Miss kind of doing an incentive plan uh, for for students right. to be vaccinated. Yeah, they're uh, they're setting it's actually some pretty sweet deals. They're going to do a drawing uh, each week. I think it's I forget how many weeks. I don't have the story right here in front of me, but they're going to have five different different incentives they give out each week. One of them's a I think four thousand dollars for a semester in tuition. Uh, three hundred dollars in a bookstore. You get a free park. You can get a free parking decal, which is worth like four hundred fourteen dollars. 
so Southern Miss is really trying to move forward and encourage the students to get vaccinated. Uh, it's been uh, readily available on campus for a while now, but they're trying to get kids into the clinic there at USM to go ahead and get their vaccine. So, uh, over, you know, you know, if you want to keep kids in sc- in school and, and avoid outbreaks and having to uh, avoid going remote, the best way to do it is is to get the more people to vaccinate, the more you're going to be able to avoid disruption. So, I, obviously, that's what Southern Miss is trying to do. Right. The biggest news out of that is that a parking decal at Southern Miss calls $414. No kidding. No kidding. I, I was about to ask you, did I hear that right, Patrick? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, I, I went, you know, I graduated from Southern Miss in, in 2001, and I, you know, I don't ever really remember stressing over a parking decal. I didn't, of course, I lived pretty, I lived right off campus, so parking was, no, I remember, I, I never had to worry about parking. So, uh, yeah, $414, that's not, that ain't cheap. Man, man, yeah. That's how much I ran up in parking tickets a semester that the athletic department had to do <laughs> right. something. And that's with, two miles from yeah, the campus for the $413, I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patrick, 36 days till September 4th, uh, what, just over a week away from – uh, the guys coming in, and and uh, we've been seeing Will Hall make grounds. He was at the Neshoba County Fair with with uh, Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach, and uh, and we had a we had Collins Hess on uh, last uh, segment talking about an event Will Hall did um, up in North Alabama. I mean, the excitement is real among Southern Miss fans. This this we we haven't seen this much excitement in and possibly uh, since you know maybe the 2015 season uh, with with Todd Munkin. Yeah, well, the, leading into the season, I don't remember seeing that kind of enthusiasm. I mean, I think people are upbeat about that team, but I don't really think anybody caught on to that Southern Miss football team until they just, you know, they went out to Texas State and won that game, and then they started kind of getting things going. I didn't really feel the momentum behind that team until the, you know, really legitimate, hey, this is things are changing, was that game at Louisiana Tech where you had a bunch of fans travel up there. But I really, you know, in terms of leading into a season and, and seeing that enthusiasm and seeing people buying tickets, and now I don't have the numbers in front of me, I'm guessing they probably would have sold a few more tickets uh, heading into Fedora's last season. But I, that's, that's the, probably the last thing I would compare it to is, uh, uh, you know, and obviously you do have occasionally a bump. I think maybe there was a bump going into Ellis Johnson's first year just because there's a, a first-year guy. I remember that East Carolina game. Uh, I actually wasn't at that game. There was that small window where I wasn't covering Southern Miss football after I'd started the Sun Herald. I wasn't at the game, but it was the East Carolina game. That, uh, I think it was Ellis Johnson's first home game. They had a really good crowd, and people showed up and saw it and went like, "Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, this is not it, good." We we, yeah. we don't remember that, Patrick. We we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was you know I, I the last game I think I covered for the Hasburg American was the, the game at Nebraska, and I left thinking, "What?" And, Blue Blazes was that. You know, we got a, a, a four quarter, a three quarterback, a four quarterback rotation going, and uh, that is just things went south from there. Right. He didn't know either. No, apparently. <laughs> you know, Patrick, uh, earlier this month when we had Larry Fedora on the show and then we brought you on, and, and you made a comment that it, I, I guess it had not occurred to me until you made that comment, but. That really was the that really was the coach that brought the highest level of excitement, maybe in the last twenty five or thirty years to the program, right? Yeah, well, it, you know, in in football as we realize it, to, you know, college football as we see it today, yeah, Larry Fedora really put Southern Miss. They, there was a buzz, 
you know, even whenever they were seven and six, it was saying, man, they were so close to being nine and three or ten and two. And of course, there were plenty of seasons like that back in the day, uh, with uh, even with Carmody or Collins or Bauer, they were so close to being so good. But I mean, when you bring in a DeAndre Brown, a five-star guy, and and and, and that first staff that Fedora had that had Tony Hughes and Frank Wilson, I mean, you were bringing in dudes, you know, that had legitimate SEC offers elsewhere, and it, it, things were kind of. There was really a lot to talk about, and people were enjoyed talking about Southern Miss football. And I think that was really kind of, uh, uh, you know, maybe the months following Fedora area. Maybe there was some optimism for Ellis Johnson, but I just haven't felt that since since Larry Fedora left. And but I think there is a lot of optimism, and people are encouraged by what they're seeing what uh, Will Hall and his staff do in terms of recruiting. What's going to have to happen early in the year for you to say, you know, th- this is going to be big. Uh, it, like this season? Yeah. Uh, I mean, beating South Alabama. That'd be uh, a start, uh, wouldn't it, Patrick? <laughs> yeah, that would be. You, you got to get past. I mean, I hate to be the cliche, give you some coach cliches, but it's you know it's going to be a week by week thing. Uh, I'm not you know I'm you know to beat South Alabama, good. They're supposed to beat South Alabama on a, on a consistent basis, and yet you know, and you're going to beat Gramley, you're going to beat Troy, hopefully, if you're Southern Miss, and then you go to Alabama. So really, I think the consistent, you know, whether we'll find out something's different or special about this team is right about the, the game at Rice. I expect Rice to be pretty good. I think at that point, we'll have a pretty good idea what this team is capable of. Well, going into Alabama 3-0 and would not be a bad thing. No, I mean, that's obviously, that would be a very good thing. Right. If they beat Troy and South Alabama, that would be a sure sign that things well, are going right. Right. If if something happened at Alabama and uh, the, the world turned upside down, Will uh, Hall would be hired away the yeah, game after no, no, that. No, so no, we, we, let's just go ahead and lose and, and keep him for three or four years. Yeah, let's not get carried away, right, Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not have that discussion. All right, buddy. We appreciate you coming back and uh, and sharing your thoughts with us about stuff uh, this Friday, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back on the show in the middle of next week. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Patrick McGee, everybody, sports editor of the Biloxi Sun-Herald, the professor, as we like to call him, and the best sports writer in the state of Mississippi. Just how well are ticket sales going? We're going to ask Associate Athletic Director Brad Smith that next. Stay with us on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a hot Friday. Stay cool today. Appreciate you joining us on the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, 4th Street Bar and Grill brings us the third segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. Not only is Catfish Friday today, but it's Mississippi farm-raised catfish uh, that they serve at 4th Street. And if you missed out today, you could have got hush puppy slaw fries 
and a drink with that Mississippi farm-raised fried catfish. Bob Getty approved, as always, 4th Street, the place to go for an 895 lunch. And uh, it, Did you say, Bob, that the, the Collins Hess picture with Bo Jackson is at 4th Street? That's correct. That's what I was told last night, yes. And, and I remembered seeing it after uh, after uh, Lee Ramsey Smith let me know. But, uh, yes, and that's more famous than ever, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Brad Smith joins us. He's the Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Operations at Southern Miss. And, uh, Brad, we were talking last um, last segment just about how the, the excitement is real uh, around Will Hall as he's kind of making a tour around uh, the southeast right now, Southern Miss fans in different places. And, and you guys in the athletic department, specifically uh, the ticket office, have seen really the fruits of, of this excitement that Coach Hall and his new staff have brought. Yeah, absolutely. First off, happy Gold Gold Friday. I know you were mentioning all those, so I want to go ahead and throw that in there as well. Hope everybody's got their gold on today. But yeah, a lot of positive momentum here at, within the athletic department, and, and Coach Hall is definitely spearheading that. You know, last night we had a, a football 101 event here at the Touchdown Terrace, uh, but Coach Hall had also been at the Neshoba County Fair that day. So my point is, he's been all over the state, really all over the region, promoting Southern Miss football, and, and we're fired up for that, definitely. Tell us about season ticket sales, Bob, and, and you and I were talking. It just seems like uh, you guys had made an announcement uh, a couple weeks ago. Word got out that, uh, you know, in several years we, we have new season ticket holders, but at the same time the number is is uh, far greater than what we've seen the last several years. Yeah, we've got positive momentum with that as well. Season tickets are, are, going, are going fast. You know, last week you know, we announced we had a little over 1,700 new season ticket buyers. Um, the largest number we've had in the past five years. And, and today, just over a week, we're at a little over 2,100 new uh, season ticket buyers. So just a little over a week, it's about four to 500 new season tickets. So um, as we're getting closer to the season, I just continue to see us breaking records and, and numbers continue to increase and, 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 and doing all that. So we're really excited that uh, Southern Miss fans, our alumni, people, uh, football fans in the region too, are excited that, uh, about Southern Miss football. And, you know, Brad, I want to give credit to everybody. We, we had Coach Ankar on the show this week, the new strength and conditioning coach. And, uh, you know, you spend about five minutes around that guy, and, and he has you pretty fired up. I mean, we've had every member of the football staff on the show since they came here, and I, I know Luke agrees with me. After every interview, we just all shook our heads and went, wow. You know, the enthusiasm is contagious and I just think it credits due to every member of the football staff. I'm sure you agree with that. Yeah, you know, they're living by the mantra, you know, it, it, attitude is everything, right? So you've got to be able to live that 24-7, and uh, they're doing that. And they are a very exciting group, um, a bunch of energy, a bunch of enthusiasm. And, we, you know, you have to have that um, as, as you kind of get ready to uh, kick off football season. And that kind of permeates not only with the football staff, with, but within the athletic department as well with the athletic staff or their ticket staff, the marketing department. So all of us are really excited about it. And, you know, that's music to my ears, right, because we're always trying to sell and, and promote the brand. And whenever you have the coaches out there doing that for you as well, working in unison, uh, it's, it's a great thing. No question. Okay, if you will, share with us just some general ideas of some promotions and, uh, and different things that the, that the school might be working on for the football season. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of things we're we're really working on are, are student centered um, promotions too. 
Um, you know, last year, and I hate to even talk about last year, but uh, it was what it was. And, and so the students really, you know, didn't get to come out to a lot of the games last year, neither did a lot of fans. But so this year we're putting a lot of focus and time and energy in trying to get our students back reengaged at football games because you know that once they're there, that's a different level of energy and, and atmosphere once they're there too. So, um, you know, with, it all starts with uh, something through the school, and we're working in conjunction with the university and our student affairs and just everybody on campus with the Golden Eagle Welcome Week. You know, they've had that for years, but it kind of kicks off with one of the fa- my favorite long-standing traditions is the painting of the Eagle Walk. You know, that's August 17th. I still think that's one of the best traditions in the country. It gives the freshmen an opportunity to paint the Eagle Walk and, and kind of kick off everything with that. Um, and then there's several other things that we're doing as well. We're, we're, um, the students are actually moved, being moved over to Spirit Park as part of uh, an advanced and revamped tailgating area over there as we continue to kind of push um, some new, new ideas and new things over there. And um, with that being said, on Friday, August 20th, prior to students coming back, or first day of classes anyway, uh, we're doing Friday night at Spirit Park. It used to be at the district, right? But now we're moving it over to Spirit Park to kind of get them used to being over there. And, you know, full band, marching band, the pride to be out there, music, food trucks, you name it, pep rally, Coach Hall will be out there, speak to all the students, just kind of get them fired up. And we'll be doing that every Friday night during football season. And then one other thing that we're going to be doing to try to get the students back is a new event that we haven't, we've, we've never tried to my knowledge, but we're, we're calling it the Screaming Eagles. It's basically going to be a, a student-centered cheer practice the Friday night prior to the home opener on September the 10th. So we'll have all the students in there, let them run through the tunnel, teach them cheers, yeah, practice and all that kind of stuff, and uh, have the full marching band there, and just kind of go through all the game day traditions, show them the intro video. You know, we may even have some thunder sticks there. I know that's a huge point of contention on social media. So, um, and and unfurl a a banner and all that kind of stuff. So just trying to get them um, engaged with that. Um, and then, of course, on, on game day, um, we're looking for everybody on September 11th is uh, against Rambling State at 6 o'clock. Um, is, a, is a gold out, of course. That's our traditional thing. We're having a flyover with that. It's also the, you know, it's the 20th year anniversary of, of 9-11. So we're doing some different things to honor the police and military and our first responders with that, with that event as well. Um, but, so it's going to be a fun, fun day out there on Saturday, September the 11th. On a real serious note, last year was a terrible year for everybody, uh, certainly financially, uh, schools like Southern Miss, well, every school, but schools like Southern Miss were hard hit because you just weren't allowed to have anybody uh, in the stands. So football ticket sales are always important, but isn't it fair to say, Brad, that this may be as important a year as we've seen in many, many years for Southern Miss alumni and fans to step up and buy tickets to support the football program. Absolutely. You know, if, you know, we want to position ourselves to be the best way that we can possibly be, and there's no better way to do that but to you know, purchase your season tickets for any sport, but primarily for football as well. You know, give to the Eagle Club. I can't say it enough. Go out and buy the merchandise, buy the apparel, the gold and black apparel. Make sure you're doing all that. A lot of that money and royalties goes back to the athletic department and the university, too. You know, we're doing something as well, a new kickoff. It's called Pledge Per Win. It's a campaign through the Eagle Club where you can um, in, invest in, in wins. So you can pledge an X amount of dollars and invest in the win. So a lot of that money will go back to uh, to support 
um, our student athletes with scholarships all through the Eagle Club. So, so it's just very important to do that. You know, I always kind of, um, uh, kind of use the analogy that Southern Miss football season tickets is kind of like buying Amazon way back, Amazon stock way back in 1997. You know, it was like $18 a, a share. And, and, you know, and now our initial public offering now is $99 for a, for a season ticket. So wow. you, know, you just, just kind of think about that. So uh, I think just jump on board, jump on the bandwagon. Coach Hall has got us rocking, and we're re- ready for it. Well, finally, Brad, Kelly's not here today, but I feel sure in that uh, in that promotion that he would be okay uh, me stepping up on his behalf and sending in his personal pledge. So can you – forward that information to me today and, and kelly will step up i can tell you in a big way and we will pledge a lot of kelly's money on behalf of the eagle club mark it down i've got you i'm calling you right when we're done with this <laughs> there's there's actually you know on the pledge per win uh, site uh, on on the southernmiss.com website bob there's actually uh, you can pledge 10 per win 25 per win you can pledge 500 dollars or even a thousand per win and then they actually have under the a thousand mark they have kelly sanders so you can actually right. pledge uh, as kelly would which has to be more than a thousand dollars per win but but brad it's a great way and, and it's a way for uh it's in it it causes us to look at that schedule and say you know it's going it, i can pledge more but the, the university is going to get more and it's going to be exciting i think we are the most overlooked team right now in conference usa people picking us to finish fourth or fifth uh this this will hall that team is going to have a much better season than that you know that's kind of we thrive off being the underdog right so you know and lots of times we have to prove our grit and determination sometimes so and i believe 100 percent we'll be able to get back to that and i'm a big believer in coach hall and and by the increase in season tickets it seems like our fans and alums are big believers as well so we're really looking forward to it and 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 again if you can pledge per win today go on um, southernmiss.com all the information is on there um if you don't want to do that by all means purchase purchase your football season tickets you know we're asking for six saturdays for the year there's 52 weeks in the year right so we're just asking for six Saturdays this year. So jump on board with us. Thank you, Brad. We appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you. Brad Smith, everybody. Senior Associate Athletic Director, Southern Miss. We'll wrap up the week right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Fourth segment brought to you by DBAT. D1 Training. They're on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. So I appreciate their support. All of our sponsors as well as our studio sponsor, First Bank. They've been with you in Mississippi for over 100 years. They've been with us since the very beginning of the Eagle Hour, the home of the Perfect Ten, Reggie Collier. Go see him out on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg and across the Magnolia State. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, 
from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Appreciate Brad Smith, uh, the Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Operations. Just a reminder, you can go to southernmiss.com and click on Pledge Per Win, where uh, basically you're just committing uh, however many wins uh, the Golden Eagles get this year. You will donate a certain amount um, to uh, the uh, Eagle Club and uh, be able to help student-athletes and help the university and the athletic department. And pretty exciting. I mean, you, you, it, that would be a fun way to, to give money as Coach Hall and his, uh, his team roll up wins throughout the season. Baseball, a couple of announcements for Southern Miss baseball yesterday. The baseball team was honored by the American Baseball Coaches Association. They recognized Southern Miss with a 2020 through 2021 Team Academic Excellence Award. What that means is, is that programs that have a higher GPA than 3.0 uh, on a 4.0 scale uh, are recognized. Golden Eagles had a 3.171 as a, a team. So congratulations. Of course, I think all of our uh, pitching staff contributed <laughs> to that who had higher uh, GPAs than they did our uh, ERAs. Uh, another uh, really cool uh, announcement for Southern Miss Baseball from Summerall High School, uh, Cross Sibley uh, has committed to sign with Southern Miss. The left-hander, I watched him uh, shut Wes Jones down uh, late in the season. He is uh, He's committed to Southern Miss, struck out 128 batters. Um, this past season. So, Bob, you always like it, those local kids, and that's uh, one of the reasons that, that Southern Miss faithful come out to watch in Pete Taylor Park because we have uh, so many local kids, but across uh, Sibley uh, from Summerall, and, and Kelly can, can talk about him later and, and, of course, when we get to baseball season. But for uh, for Summerall this year, he was 8-3 and three with a .96 ERA, started – 12 games, struck out 128, and only walked 26 and 80 innings of work. So good kid, really good uh, breaking pitch. So that's exciting for uh, for for Southern Miss baseball. Bob, it's going to be a good show next week, or uh, several good shows uh, next week. Got a lot of good guests coming on the Eagle Hour. Right, Monday basketball coach Shay Ladner joins us. They, they're winding up, may have already wound up summer workouts, so we're looking forward to talking to Coach Ladner about What's in store for basketball? We're thinking in terms of only football, but of course, basketball will uh, will be underway in about ninety days, or maybe just a little more. So, Coach Jay Ladner on the show Monday, Thursday. Former wide receiver and legendary high school coach Neville Barr returns to the Eagle Hour, and uh, I'll get the date nailed down Monday. But uh, we definitely have a commitment from uh, former outstanding wide receiver and former uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagle Todd Pinkston. Uh, he'll be on the show as well. And just talked, uh, Lee, to our buddy Jack Duggan, and uh, he told me that we're going to have a couple of football coaches on the show next week as camp gets underway at the end of next week. So we're going to talk a lot of Southern Miss football next week, Southern Miss basketball, and uh, and the great Todd Pinkston on the show, who was a Super Bowl a touchdown catch uh, guy and uh, was a big-time NFL receiver for several years uh, with Philadelphia and, of course, uh, was teamed up with Sherrod Gideon in what may have been the the best one-two wide receiver punch in Southern Miss football history. Absolutely, and uh, Lee Roberts on this show, of course, uh, as talented as he was, he would tell you in order to deflect 
off of himself that it was his receivers that made him so good. But, man, those were two special ones. I'm excited about talking to Coach Ladner uh, just to, to talk this chemistry. Uh, you know, Heath Hinton told us a couple weeks ago about some of the chemistry with the new guys, and, and uh, last year it, it seemed as if it, it took a while for that chemistry to kick in and seems like they're maybe a little ahead of schedule. But talking to him about guys like, uh, you know, Isaiah Moore and, and, uh, and Waylon Napper, particularly with Napper, uh, because I think he's he has is come in and uh, he is exactly what this program needed uh, for Tay Hardy to shift over to the two and for uh, for for Waylon Napper to be able to take over the point. Also next week uh, I'm going to be out uh, the Little League World Series. I'm going right, to be out right. with the Eagle Hour uh, the Little League World Series coming to uh, the Free State of Jones, and I'll be out the Sportsplex next week, and we'll be talking about that. Always cool. Uh, I was I was riding in on Highway 84. Uh, yesterday going towards the sportsplex and there's these signs that say welcome south carolina welcome arkansas welcome florida there's probably about eight or i think about eight states that are going to be represented next week the eagle hour will be live out there how cool is that that you're having the little league world series there in laurel Luke? they had a, a home run derby yesterday uh and i think a kid won he had like 10 bombs or something but they were uh, there was some stuff on facebook about that and and there's actually if people haven't been out to the sportsplex they just built an additional I think it's four fields behind where you go now. And it's state of the arc, and, and we'll be out there live next week checking all that out with Eagle Hour. All right, we're going to be busy next week. We hope you'll join us every day at 1 o'clock. We certainly enjoy talking Southern Miss sports with our listening audience around the state. Until Monday, we hope you have a happy and safe weekend. Southern Miss. To the top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.